class is in session. We are the Classroom Luminaries. I am Erin. And I'm Jessica. And this week we are jumpstarting the Classroom Luminaries podcast with episode five. We are on five, guys. I can't believe it. Live five. Wow, <laughs> five. I'm gonna do some. Anyway, let's not even go there. That's <laughs> not the purpose of this conversation. <laughs> this week's episode is called The Transition. And we decided on that title because we really wanted to hone in on things that many of us think but never really say. Well, Jessica says, but some of us don't oh my say. <laughs> some of us don't say. We wanted to give you guys the green light to take care of you and be selfish with your self preservation. Okay, words. Okay, okay. words. Girl, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but before we begin, though, please take a minute to follow us on our personal social media pages. I am underscore Jess in the Classroom on Instagram and on Twitter, Jess in Classroom. And you can follow me on Instagram at Little Miss Teacher Lady, and it's M I S S Teacher Lady. And on Twitter, which I'm mostly on Twitter, yeah, um, <laughs> at Cash Me in Class, C A S H Me in Class. All right, let's get to it. So, what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> we are talking about um, it's like transition time like it's the time where people are deciding whether they want to stay at a school whether they want to go to a new school maybe some people are moving to a new state and Mm -hmm. you know getting a new job in a new state it's a time of transition like and as I'm like looking on my Twitter at different teachers from everywhere because I follow all types of people a lot of people are in that phase like what am I going to do next year next year what grade am I going to teach where am I It's, it's that it's that time it's the end of the year um, your classroom's typically packed up. Yes. Um, your tests are typically taken. So yes. now it's just like, what do I do next? Like, what do I do next? So let's start with this first question. How do you know when you found the best school for you? Actually, how about we switch this? How about we start with when do you know it's time to move on? When do you know it's time for you to move schools? Because you haven't been at the same school your entire teaching career. No. So how did you know it was time for you to move to another school? Um, well, this is year four, and I've been at three schools. And that sounds so bad, saying it out loud. But in my defense. No, it doesn't sound I, bad. Not Three me. schools in four years? That doesn't sound bad to me. Oh, it sounds like I'm so indecisive. Like, what are you going to do? No, but you also said in the last last couple of episodes that you never started at the beginning of yes, the year. that is So that's true. different. So if you're only being at a year, a school, a half a year, yeah. and then a half a year, that's not that's not the same of going to this school. Oh, I don't like it. I'm going to next yeah. Oh, that's, that's not the same See, thing. oh, if you listen to episode four, we just said Jessica finds the light in all situations. <laughs> and look at her, honey. Well, it's not the same thing. It, it's a difference. Well, when you say it like that, um, my first year teaching, I taught in Savannah in Chatham County, and I did start in the middle of the year, and I took over a classroom that was already established. I started in October. And that's hard anyway. I think my first day was like October 6th or something, so they literally, I came in, and then they literally kind of 
okay, this is your teacher today, but tomorrow she's not gonna be here anymore. So it was the kids were like, uh, uh-uh, we don't even like right. you. Like, uh-uh. so it was hard. Um, I just didn't really like the support, or I didn't really feel supported um, at that school in the beginning. But as they kind of got to know me, and I guess they were really trying to kind of walk on eggshells because that was my very first year in the classroom. So they didn't know. I didn't know. Nobody knew mm-hmm. what we were supposed to be doing, what we were supposed to expect. Um, so I and I did like the school community. I did like the kids. The parents were involved. I did like that. But it was just very hard as a first year teacher. And I was in an inclusion class and I just didn't feel like my um, co-teacher because I had a sped teacher in the room with me. I just didn't feel like we were good partners. So it it wasn't, I did not necessarily not like her. It's just our personalities were totally night and day. So she really relied on me a lot for the discipline and I didn't know anything about sped. So every time they said, oh, you got a new student. I'm like, okay, what we do? Right. What What's what's next? I got to do a AIG. What is that? Right. EIP, KFW. I don't know. So I just felt really ignorant to a lot of things and I don't like to feel like I don't know what's going on. So I didn't want to leave that school um, towards the end of the year. It got better for me. I did meet new people that really kind of helped me throughout figuring out what I needed to do. Um, but then I got divorced. So mm. I left Savannah because I got divorced. So I moved back home to Atlanta. So then when you put it like that, right, said, it was really beyond my control. Yeah, at it that was point. nothing that. So, okay, Again, so that's school number just one. Leave. Again, you didn't just leave. <laughs> that's school number one. Then I got to school number two. And that was my first school in Atlanta, Lord. That's where I met Jessica. <laughs> yeah, that's where we talked together. <laughs> and, yep. uh, yeah, I'm not going to say I just didn't like it. I will say when I first started in Savannah, every teacher in, in my building, I mean, in my classroom and in, in that district, every teacher has a black and white printer in their room. Every teacher has a desktop computer in their room. Every teacher has the, the old school teacher desk and every teacher has a phone. Research. Resources. Resources. So if there was an issue, like they didn't buzz into the classroom, like over the loudspeaker, interrupt everything, they called the phone. And then the teacher would answer the phone and they would say, you know, since the so if there's an issue they don't alarm the whole classroom so when I got to my school my first school in Fulton County I was like uh where's the phone they was like you ain't got no phone I said well how do I call the parents they said on your cell phone I said give them my number (laughs) I no comment I was like okay you are definitely not in Kansas anymore like (laughs) I mean but when I went to that school Cause I started at that school in in November, so I didn't start at the beginning of the year when I went to that school. Okay. Or whatever. So when I got there, it was the same thing for me. I was like, um, where's Y'all, the stuff? There, where's the windows? Uh, there were no windows. Not in the a building. single, except for on one hall. Mm-mm. So I was like, when I got there, you know, I mean, it was a challenge. It guys. was a challenge, but it was a. I can say though about that school that was the school that changed me as a teacher mm-hmm. that taught me some heart and I kid you not the end of that year how okay let me answer the question how did I know it was time for me to leave yep. I had a lot of behaviors in that classroom you did I had a lot of you did. cursing kids I had a lot of fighting kids they ran that other teacher I had yes and that's what they told in my interview they were like you have to be tough with them you have to get them tough love and she I'm like, was so okay. sweet though she was so sweet the, they, they the ran kids, her out of her. they ran her out of there they you tell them to sit down they stand up you tell them like it was it was just 
is really a, a tough behavioral year. Now, mind you, this is my official second year teacher. So that school was not for the soft hearted. Nope, it wasn't. If you tell the kids, please be quiet, sit down, they telling you to shut up. Yeah. Like it and wasn't. they don't expect you to, you know, say anything or do anything. Like it was but I'm I have a tough personality. So when I realized what I was All dealing of us with, did. All I was of us like, did. oh, so it, it's like that. Okay. Revamp. Right. Let me let me fix my life. Right. And then I was able to, you know, go ahead and do it. But then I started thinking. I have kids. Mm-hmm. When I started that school, my oldest son was three. So at some point, my child has to go to school. Do I want my child to go to this school? There you go. No. No. I, do, I did not want him at that school. It had nothing to do with the pre-K or kindergarten teachers in that building. It was just the other kids that was in the building. Because at some point, you have to interact with other kids. Mm-hmm. So that school is in the middle of a neighborhood. So there were a lot of um, walkers. Yeah. So if my child is a car rider, he's sitting in one room with car riders that probably have siblings. So then they in there, they cursing and running up and down the hall. Just that Do exposure. I want my child, exactly. Exposed. Do I want my child exposed to that type of thing? No. So I said, okay, nope. So I started looking like, okay, I need to find a school where I can work. Cause as a teacher, I can apply anywhere because I'm mm-hmm. certified to work anywhere. So I started looking like, okay, where do I want my child to go to school? And the same person who gave me the tip on this school gave me the tip about the other school that I'm currently at. And strange story behind that, I had already interviewed for that school. Mm-hmm. I interviewed for the school I'm at now and my previous school in the same day. And the principal told me, he was the same principal, he said, you know, I want you to be an EIP teacher. And I declined to go to the school because I wanted a class room because I wanted to come in set up my table and I didn't want to be a pullout teacher. Oh we so naive when we're Yes y'all. Lord I wish I wish I wish we're so naive <laughs> I wish <laughs> but um so you know how that whole story came back full circle at the end of the year I text him. He had gave me his number and I text him and I said look do you still have an opening? I don't care what grade it is do you still have an opening? And he was like, you know, come in for an interview. He scheduled me for the interview. I had to teach a math lesson, Lord. Jesus be with me. But the math coach was in there and I totally rocked it. So he was impressed. His team was impressed. So that's how I ended up at that school. And I just knew once my interview, the school year wasn't even over. Mm-hmm. I went to my principal at the old school and I said, listen, I have an interview at this school. And the schools are only about 10 minutes away from each other. I said, I'm letting you know out of respect that I'm going to the interview because I don't want you to be blindsided because they're going to call anyway. Mm -hmm. So I told her, you know, I have an interview. She's like, oh, okay. And I said, would it be okay if I left 30 minutes early to go to the interview? And she said, okay. So she let me go early to get to the interview. I interviewed. And the next day when I came back to work, I just felt like, oh, yeah, this is definitely not it. The the kids at the new school, the teachers, the Everything parents picking different. up their kids. So they were getting ready for a dismissal. There were parents coming up to check their kids out. And the lady at the front was like, you know, we stopped early to check out at 1.30. The parents weren't cursing her out. And my child got a da-da-da. She said, well, can I wait inside until they dismiss? The lady sat down. There, It was just all like, oh. So now my child, uh, my son, went last year was his first year. And it was like, okay. I don't have to worry about we have we do have a little a couple outliers, but it's nothing like 
what the old school was. So he doesn't even have to interact with those people. And now this year coming up, my youngest son is going to be there. And I don't feel any anxiety behind it. I'm like, okay, he's going to be okay because his brother is there. I'm there. So I knew once I saw another school and I knew once I realized as a mom, my child has to be here. Do I want my child exposed to that? Mm. Um, how do I know it was time for me to move on? Um, when I first started, I started in Mississippi and I just wasn't making any money. <laughs> like I just wasn't making any money. Like it was only me, like, you know, and I was about, it was my first two years of teaching mm-hmm. and I was making like under $2,000 a month of my oh paycheck. My like we only got paid once a month and my t- paycheck every month was like $1,600, $1,700. A whole month. A whole But the month. cost of living is cheaper though. No. Seven, no. Oh. And cost of living ain't that cheap for anybody to be able to survive off $1,700 a month. Like nowhere. So I struggle my first two years like my parents basically helped me out mm-hmm. to even freaking live like my parents and my sister so I knew it was time for me to move on from there because mm-hmm. I just wasn't making any money and I couldn't I didn't want to stay stuck in a place where I was just broke all the time right and it's not like you I wasn't right I wasn't managing it was not like I wasn't um managing my money or anything like that i didn't have money to manage right like like, like, you know what i'm saying so i was just i was broke all the time so that's why i moved from mississippi and then when i moved up here my first school that i taught it in georgia um my kids were first i was about to say i was about to cuss my kids (laughs) were freaking phenomenal like (laughs) listen it was I, I was teaching second grade in Mississippi and when I moved up here I taught third I taught okay. third grade math or whatever and I was like okay I taught second third is the next grade up mm-hmm. like, that's what I want to do because when I first started this thing out um, I too wanted to be a principal and I didn't think that it was fair for me to be a principal and not have experience across multiple grade right. levels or whatever so I was like cool I'm cool with thirds my third year teacher so the school was great. The teachers, I'm talking about the teachers. You had all different types of races of teachers. Mm-hmm. You had all different types of races of children. Like it was like great. Like, you know, but that leader. Oh, that leader. Like I wasn't, I stayed for, okay. I stayed for a whole year, but the second year I got moved out of my classroom and put into EIP and she used EIP as a punishment, not oh, as a promotion okay, or whatever. So even after my test scores came back and me and my co-teacher, me, well not co-teacher, but me and the other teen teacher that taught math on a grade level uh-huh. had the highest scores on them because it was the first year of milestones. Okay. We had the highest scores in the district. Oh Lord. Between the two of us, between four, our four sets of class. And you still got and still got moved so mm-hmm. i'm just like you know what nah i don't want to be out of the classroom or whatever so i um i left that school the next year in october and that's how i end up at the school that we taught together now i stayed at that school that we taught together for a while i was there for like two and a half three and a half years i can't really remember mm-hmm. i think it was two and a half or three and a half two and a half years so three uh but i stayed there for a um while or whatever but when I first got there, I was self-contained fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved back down to second because I told her, I was like, um, yeah, I don't want to teach upper grades anymore. That's just not me. Right. Or whatever. So she moved me down to second. And then the principal that's there now, she was like, I think you'll do good at first. And I moved okay. to first or whatever. But 
Um, I think that I learned a lot about myself as a teacher and like I became like it was it was because the school lacked so many resources. Mm-hmm. I really had to dig into myself and figure out how I wanted to address things. I spent a lot of time researching, mm-hmm. a lot of time talking to other people, a lot of times collaborating, a lot of time collaborating with other teachers. So it made me a better teacher working there. Okay. Or whatever. So I was good when I was there, but I knew it was time for me to move on because I want to be like a math coach. Like, and I mm-hmm. knew if I stayed there, I would always be known as the good teacher. Yep. Like, you know, so I'm like, I need to go somewhere where I can, I can grow. Or whatever, so I left there, and now I'm at the school that I'm at. So I'm at seven years, and this is my fourth school. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, no, my third school, fourth school. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, you know what? I I understand that you have to move because I was broke. <laughs> then it's it, leadership, and with that, there is not a that by the end of the year that I left because I left in the middle of the year. By the end of that year that I left, there was nobody in that building that worked with me there. Oh Everybody had God. left, so it wasn't even a situation where it was just me. Right. There was literally nobody that I worked with right. in that building anymore. It was a whole entire new. I'm talking about she was using grade levels at a time, oh so it wasn't God. just me. Everybody left. Coaches, APs, everybody left. Oh, my God. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I got out. And they didn't get rid of her? Nope. Custodians left. Everybody left. She had to do a... It was a revamp of the school, except for, like, two teachers. But those two teachers that stayed are close to retirement. So, why am I going to go to a new school and start... Boom. With the amazing kids that are there. If I go somewhere else, I'm not going to get these amazing kids. Right. So, but the school that I'm at now... Like I said in the last episode, on the day one, I knew that was not the place that I needed to be. And the things that I experienced this year outside of my injury, they don't even mm-hmm. have anything to do with it. It's just the other things that I experienced. I don't like the way that things were done there. Mm-hmm. It, there was no, I don't feel like, in my opinion, I don't feel like there was any trust in the teachers. Um... Or, let me rephrase it, I feel like there was too much trust in the teachers because everybody was just doing whatever they wanted to do. It was mm-hmm. no cohesion across grade levels. It was it was nothing that we were on the same page about. Everything was sent out last minute. It was just a mess. I'm going <laughs> to stop talking before I talk too much. But <laughs> it, it was... Not I, home. It was not home. It was not home at all. Like, I'm like, I cannot... And I've thought about it. I was like, I'll stay. I'll stay to see if it changes. I'll stay to see if it changes. But mm-hmm. every time I tried to convince myself, because, you know, it's your first year at a school. It's always going to be the hardest because I didn't know anybody in that school. I never worked in this county before. I was right. like, you know, this is going to be adjustment because I'm going to have to get to know people and learn people. Right. But, girl, nah. So, I, mean, I I knew it was time for me to move on because I was uncomfortable every day. Oh yeah, like it you wasn't can't a like yeah, you it wasn't a day. For those kids yeah, that you feel like I was uncomfortable. uncomfortable every single day, like every single day. So I knew it was time for me to go. Mm-hmm. But the new school that I'm actually going to, I am looking forward to it, and this might actually be my last year teaching. But I'm looking forward um, to going to it because once I get pregnant, I'm done. Oh my god! So it might be my last year teaching. I've done this year, next year for sure. I'm out. I thought you said 10. Ah, uh, it depends on when I get a baby. Whenever I get pregnant, I'm out. But what if you get pregnant in the middle of the year? The, by the end of that school year, I'm not so going you back. Gonna stay. So yeah, you're going to stay? Yeah, I'll stay, okay. but I, I'm not going back. Does that make sense? Well, you need to practice with Caleb and Dallas. No, I'm good. <laughs> 
I'm already scared of it, but you know, it's just something you got to do. But anyway, that's off topic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I knew it was time for me to move on because I, I just wasn't at home. I'm uncomfortable every day. Even now, we have three, we have, oh, I have a week left, three mm-hmm. days left with kids. And kids only have half days on, the half days on this Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm still not looking, go, not looking forward to going to work. So do y'all have to stay the whole day? We do have to stay the whole oh. day. I'm ready, my bad, for cracking my knuckles. I am ready to go. Like this, the end, I'm ready to go. Oh. I'm ready to go. It's time for me to go. It's just not the place for me. There's so many factors that I can't talk about because I'm still employed at the school. Right. Once May 24th comes, I will give you guys all the tea. Oh, But Lord. as for right now, I can't. I can't talk about it because I'm still employed with that school and with that district so I can't say too much but it's a well it's on, a, a on a lighter note <laughs> I know I feel like that's why I said even like oh, through this podcast like every time I even talk about my experience at that school I feel like I just bring the mood down like I anyway like you said how do you know note. when you have found the best school for you I don't know what that feels like I don't know what that feels oh, like. So that have to go. I'm being serious. I mean, I could say that about my previous school that mm-hmm. I, that we taught together. I could I could say that that was the best school for me because of what I established when I was there. I established relationships with parents. I had kids that were in multiple grade levels, mm-hmm. so their parents could come to me and ask me anything because I've taught across multiple grade right. levels. So I had that sense of community there. But at the same time, I wasn't going to grow there. Right. I mean, I did, but I wasn't going to grow the way I wanted to right. grow there. You I was going to always, yes, I was going to always just be that bomb good teacher that, you know, that holds everything down, that mm-hmm. the kids love. I was always going to be that. And while it's great to be that, like, I, I just wanted more for myself. So mm-hmm. it's no, no shade to, you know. The principal, because I love her, and I can talk to her about anything. She's very open. She's very respectful. Mm-hmm. And I did contemplate on going back, but I knew if I went back, I knew I would only be stuck as a teacher, and I didn't want to do that. Right. Or whatever. So I could say that that school probably was the best for me at the moment. Right. And I probably shouldn't have left or whatever just because when me get married and me DIY my wedding right. and everything like that, I probably shouldn't left. But I knew it was time for me to go. And that was on a spiritual thing. God was like, move. It's time for you to go. And you better listen to that. Yeah. Well, it was time for you to go. So that was a, a God thing that told me to move there. That wasn't a decision that Jessica made in well, the first we place. We don't trump him, so. Right. So, and I don't even know. I don't know what it feels like to be at a school that's best for me. Because I've never experienced that in that regard before. That sucks. Yeah, it does. That sucks. I think my school now is probably the best for me. And I, I can't even say that it's not a school that's going to give me opportunity to grow. Because in my first year, I had a co-worker who was like, um, Jackson, you know, if they offer you opportunity to present or do whatever, take it. Even if it's something that you feel uncomfortable with. Because you're never going to know what you're comfortable doing until you do something uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. she told me the first opportunity came up. It was right after a walkthrough. My CST came in. She did a, a walkthrough for me. And she came back and she said, I just loved your lesson. I think it was social studies. But she's like, I just loved your lesson. I want you to present at right night. And I was like, what? I said, uh-uh, no. Let me say what I can't do. I can't do that. And she right. said, no, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You have two weeks. You're going to teach this lesson that you already taught. It'll be parents in there. Like, you can do it. I was literally, I had butterflies. I was shaking. I was super nervous. I had never, ever, ever presented anything ever before. So yeah, I went in there. And, something else. and I was like, okay, okay, okay. Okay, 
I did it. And so this year, I did right night again. I also took on some other tasks. So getting an opportunity, and my principal is super supportive when... I started telling him I wanted to venture out and do other things. He was like, okay, how can I help you? And to be that open as a principal, he doesn't want, he's not the type of principal that's just going to make sure that he's good or that just his admin team is good. He makes sure that everybody Everybody is good. good. The parents, the students, everybody, the custodians, the people who come to our school in the afternoon for the after school program, they're not even employed by Fulton County. But that's that leader though. He just, he makes sure if you're looking for him, you're not going to find him in his office. Right. He's not going to be in his office. He's going to be in those hallways and in those classrooms. So I think that, um, that plays a big role. And I knew that that's, you know, how that was the school for me. I, I just think that I'm good right now. I don't think, I don't feel the need to say, oh, I got to find me somewhere to go next year. I, I haven't even looked. I am revamping my resume. You know, let me say that. Always keep your resume updated. Not though. exactly. Not because, oh, I'm looking for something else. But when I do decide to elevate, I want to be be marketable. And sometimes if you wait too long to update your resume, you're going to forget that you yep. was on this panel and that yep. panel. So it's always a revolving door with my resume adding stuff and taking stuff out. And my principal was the first person that told me to put data on my resume. As a teacher and you get a million, as a principal, you get a million resumes a day. Right. I don't care that you graduated from... Albany State or wherever that you have, you know, two bachelor's degrees. I want to know how did your kids do on this? How much growth have you seen as a teacher? How much growth have you seen in your kids? Because that's what's marketable. Right. What does your test scores look like? What does your retention look like? Um, have you been wrote up? Where are you, what are your TEKS evaluation scores? Like that type of data. That that's what up. they want to, as a principal, that's what they want to look at. And he said, well, you're, I mean, it's it's important all the stuff you have on here, but where's the data? I'm like, well, you don't put data on a resume. He looked at me like I said you don't eat hot sauce with chicken like what so wait a minute I don't eat hot sauce with chicken Jessica you're not black I don't eat hot sauce with chicken I don't do you I eat don't, hot sauce with collard greens I don't eat collard greens you're not black <laughs> I am wait too. pause sorry podcast listeners <laughs> do you eat macaroni and cheese yes I eat macaroni do you yes, eat hot I sauce eat. with macaroni and cheese no I don't eat hot sauce I don't like spicy food. Do you eat ketchup with chicken? I don't eat ketchup. Are you kidding me? That's disgusting. So what do you eat with fries? Ranch? I don't eat anything with fries. I just put salt on them. Salt? And that's it? Mm-hmm. Like McDonald's fries. Do you eat McDonald's? I no, I don't A eat McDonald's. A lot of people don't eat McDonald's. I don't eat McDonald's. Have you ever ate McDonald's? Yes, I did eat Did McDonald's. you eat ketchup then? No. So you I've never, never ate ketchup? ketchup? No. What? No, I don't eat ketchup. I don't eat ketchup. I don't eat greens. I don't eat hot sauce. You eat sweet potatoes? I, yeah, hell. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding yeah, me right now? Yeah, I love sweet potatoes. So what do you eat with chicken? Um, um, green beans, broccoli. No, like, Brussels like sprouts. with the chicken. You don't, you just eat the chicken? Do you eat fried chicken? Yeah, I eat fried chicken. And you can't eat nothing? Like, it's not dry? Mm-hmm. So where do you get the chicken from? I cook it myself. I don't have no dry chicken. Do you put like, what do you, do you like put mustard on it? No, like I put other herbs and stuff on it. I don't just, you know, I mean, I don't eat fried chicken that often. A lot of times my chicken is baked. I don't eat fried chicken that often. Guys, I think I just broke up with Jess. What? We are splitting the podcast. First of all. I don't, I don't, I don't eat like. I don't eat that kind of stuff. Like, I don't like cabbage. I don't like greens. I like green beans. So, you don't like leafy vegetables. Do you eat spinach? Yeah, I eat spinach. Sauteed spinach? spinach. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. I like spinach. I like kale. I like Brussels sprouts. I like broccoli. 
I like green beans. I don't like asparagus though. I don't asparagus like asparagus is good. I don't you make like it asparagus. in the oven. Mm-mm. I don't like asparagus, but I eat a lot of green vegetables. My aunt just put me on asparagus. Like I didn't like asparagus either. But I, I'm stuck on this. You don't eat collard greens. I don't. But you eat I kale. Tried. So do you I make tried. kale? How people make collard greens? No, uh-uh, no. I just put it in my smoothies. Oh. Or I eat it in a salad. But I don't eat it like that. Like I don't, I don't eat stuff like that. I don't. I just don't like it. I, I'm not gonna say I've never tried it because I have. But I don't like stuff like that. I'm trying to think what you had at this wedding. I didn't have no collard greens because I don't eat it. I had, we had, we had chicken, we had roast beef, we had macaroni cheese, we had green beans. We had yeah, like, it was, it was like a, beans. it was a southern meal. But I'm not collard not greens. Not because I don't eat them. Podcast, we got to take a break. We'll be back <laughs> in just a second. <laughs> On your way to work, in the car driving home, or on your lunch break, no worries. Take us with you. Grab your phone, tablet, or computer and follow us on Twitter at C Luminaries, IG at Classroom Luminaries Podcast, and on Facebook at Classroom Luminaries. And while you're at it, go check out our amazing website at www.classroomluminaries.com and subscribe so you can stay in the know and keep up with us. Okay, we are back with our last question. What? Oh, no, wrong question. Um, Does admin play a part in the school that you choose? Yep. Why? If, 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 I mean, everything starts from the top coming down. Yes. So if they don't know what they're doing, I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. I agree. I mean, and that, it's just as simple as that. I mean... Well, I think that, that <laughs> I can't, I can't hypothetically, speak hypothetically speaking. I mean, you can you can sense you can sense a lot about an admin team like when you like interview like the team that I'm going to um, next year. Um, I really like the principal. I really like her personality. Like she was very, you could tell that she was bubbly, but you could also tell that she meant business. And mm-hmm. I love being under somebody that means business. Cause that means that they're going to tell me what they looking for, what they're expecting. They have a right. vision for their school. Right. Like they know, they know their school. Like I could tell. And then it kind of struck me odd as, um, like, you know, I had a male principal and I've never had well, At a the new male, school? yeah, a male assistant principal and he was actually um, of Asian descent. Okay. So I've never, you know, experienced Y'all score's gonna be high. Right. I've never experienced a um uh a Asian male assistant principal or whatever. So, um I liked him too or whatever because even like when we were talking in an interview I could tell that at first they were trying to like read me like all interviewers right. do um or whatever but after they got really comfortable with me they kind of let their guards down too and mm-hmm. I saw a lot of their personalities come out and you know they were telling me like while we were still interviewing I was like oh yeah because next year you could do this so I already knew I had the job because oh, okay. they were already telling me what I next could do year. next year right? Um, or whatever but I really liked them um, I, I really liked I really liked them like a lot like I felt good about going to work with her mm-hmm. and then even with the process of her having to call like my current principal or whatever like she kept me informed every step of the way mm-hmm. I didn't have to guess about what cause um like my principal you know had to be out for certain things and I got interviewed like right before spring break Okay. so that week my principal was just out a lot you know doing district principal meetings right. and all that type of stuff 
So she would call me like, hey, I haven't been able to get in touch with her. Do you know where she is or whatever? But like, she just kept me informed every single way. So I didn't think that she was like, you know, just avoiding avoid the, the situation or whatever. So even when she finally did, was able to get in contact with my principal, she called, my principal told me that she talked to her. And she called me later on in the day like, hey, I just was able to talk to your principal, blah, 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 or whatever. So I like that. That was my first time experiencing, like, going Good through the support. NFL. Yes, mm-hmm. all, from the jump, like, <clears throat> keeping me informed every step of the way already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward um, to going to my school. I'm not walking into it thinking it's just going to be this ideal situation. I'm not. I'm gonna, and I had to learn to do that because I was the type of, if I change, it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. I mean, do I think that some aspects of this school is going to be better? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of where the school is located, the type of students that go to the school. I looked up the dynamics of the school, all of that stuff. So do I know that that's going to be different? Of course I do. But... Um, and I'm not trying to say, like, you know what I'm saying, I'm leaving a black school, going to a white school. That's not the case. You know, I'm still teaching children of color, which is the only type of children that I want to teach. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So, admin did definitely play a role because it was some interactions with some teachers that I had there when I was sitting waiting for my interview that I did not like mm-hmm. um, or whatever. So, but after I went and spoke to the admin and talked to them, you know, kind of got to know them in the field of their school, I felt better um, or whatever because I saw the direction and we talked about the direction that she wants to move to school because they're a good school. And they're a high-performing school, but she feels like her school is stuck. She feels like her school could be doing better. And for her to have a school that is pretty okay, and she's saying, no, we can do better, that already lets me know that she's not, you know, complacent and just like, you know what, this is how we're going to do things. So I liked her, and I'm looking forward to it. Like, I really am. Now, don't get us confused. I don't want anybody listening to think that when we say admin, we're only talking about principal AP. Like, the admin team is everybody that has something to do with curriculum something that has to do with delegating tasks to somebody else so oh, i don't really be paying attention to them and i know that might sound rude <laughs> or whatever but i really don't pay attention to like um like math coaches and reading coaches and, and stuff see, like that's that. a different that might be her experience your experience too because yeah that's true at my school when i interviewed when i first text my principal i said hey you know we're gonna now mind you <laughs> I was texting him. Yes, I said that right. So he he gives us his phone number. He's like, you know, because sometimes he doesn't check email. So he's like, you know, this is how you get in touch with He wants to make sure that if we need something, we're not waiting two or three days for a response. And, I mean, just like modern day technology, everybody's going to have their phone, Mm -hmm. watch, something. So he's going to see that message. He's going to respond. But when I first um, got in touch with him about an interview, he said, well, you're going to interview with my team. He typically doesn't even sit in on the interviews. And I thought that was weird. And I was like, well, how are you the principal and you don't sit in on the interview? And he said, because nine times out of 10, you're going to be working with my coaches and my CSCs before you even have to interact with me. So these are your day to day people who you talk to. Now, he does come around every day. He goes into every classroom every day. If he doesn't come in the room, he's not in the building. So that's how we know if he's here. Because if he doesn't come in the morning or he doesn't come right before lunch, he's not in the building. So... When I interviewed, um, he actually did end up stepping into the interview, but it started off with the reading coach, the math coach, the CST, um, and it was somebody else, and I can't remember. It was four people in the counselor. It was four people in the interview. And then, but in my experience, though, and I hate to cut you off when talking about like 
coaches and stuff, I've always, well, I'm not going to say always. I'm not going to say always. But some of the coaches that I have, um, you know, dealt with, I don't want to say dealt with, but some of the coaches, some of the coaches, because <laughs> obviously I can't get my words out, um, that I have worked with, um, in my previous, well, not previous, most recent experience, they just want to come in and tell you what to do. It ain't no, oh, it's not yeah, like a no. coaching um, type environment. So that's why I say I don't really pay them any attention because I'm like, you're not in here to help me. I, I'm not looking for somebody to make me be the type of teacher that they, they are, yeah. like, or that they were. I don't. I'm not looking for that. I don't care nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying I don't really pay them any attention. I mean. I've only had like one principal, like in my experience, that I could honestly say would, you know, come in my classroom on a regular basis. All the rest of them only really came during observations. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's. I'm sorry, I had to. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You're right. It does. It is based off of my experience because I haven't had, you know, I've never been under that type of, you know, I mean, even with the coaches, some of the coaches, I felt like they only came in when they had deadlines. And some mm. of, versus some of the coaches I had, like, true relationships with. Mm-hmm. And they'll come in my room and they'll pull kids and they'll come mm-hmm. in and observe and watch me do a lesson and sit down and say, hey, this is what you could have did different. This, I, That's the type of relationship that mm-hmm. I'm looking for in this thing. Because if you've been teaching for 25 years and obviously you done made it up to being a curriculum support teacher obviously you know some things you've been through some things you taught some things so teach me but I like it when they're not trying to make me into the type of teacher that they were because I'm just not going to be I'm not you all of us are different my coaches are exactly the way you're you're explaining your Mm -hmm. ideal coaching situation they don't come in and okay do this do this do this now we do have and if you are uh, if you teach at my school you know exactly who I'm talking about she is very enthusiastic. <laughs> um, she is very enthusiastic about teaching. And she is a reading coach. And when she comes in, it's like, okay, we need y'all to work on constructive responses with the kids. Now, granted, she has multiple classes and multiple grade levels that she assists. So what she might have saw in classroom A over here with constructive response may not necessarily be what's going on in classroom B. So you can't tell me the same thing that you told classroom A because our teaching styles are different, our kids are different. So that part, she's like, okay, did you did you do this? Okay, did you do that? All right, now, how did you think that went? Now, she is encouraging as far as getting our feedback instead of saying, do this, do this, do this. But she's also like, okay, I think that y'all need to teach main idea next week. No, we don't need to teach main idea next mm. week. We need to keep folding into what we just been working on. Okay, yeah, you're right. So why? how you think you're going to do that? Okay, well, I think you should try this. Do you think you should try that? Like, she's very, like, energized bunny when it comes to this reading stuff. So... Um, our CST um, that we had last year, she was very hands-on with coming in. She was more of a social studies person, so she was um, very hands-on with the 5E, 5S model. I think it's 5S, 5 Exploring Gate E, 5E oh, Girl, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know. I teach reading and writing, child. I don't know. But she was very into that, and so she would really hone in and help us kind of get through those things so it's more than just the principal and my principal this year really put that into perspective back at my interview when he said these are the people who you are basically in the trenches with these are the people who you're working with daily yes he's there to support yes he's there like I was just telling Jessica before we started um, recording 
I just ordered $1,500 worth of books. Like, I said, hey, I need to order some books. He said, get what you want. I said, no, like, See, what's my budget? That's a different type of He was of like, no, get what you want. I'm that's like, almost oh. ideal. That's almost ideal. Where, there, where there's, why there's no perfect school, like we were saying before, or even talking about in this episode, there is, like, a point that you get to a school that it's just, this is where I need to be right, right. now. Right, right. It's, it's, it's she saying, like, because I know a lot of people probably like, dang, she really loves her school, but don't you want to, like, love your school like right. that? Don't you want to, like, be passionate about your school like that? So, is, is she probably going to be at the school for the next 10, 15 years? No. Probably. I mean, no. <laughs> no, Or whatever. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? This is the type of environment that all of us, like, look for. We look for being in a type of environment where we're supported, where we're appreciated, where we feel like we can go and ask for for help. What mm-hmm. like everybody wants to be in that type of environment. And if you're not in that type of environment, it's I think it's you know people. A lot of people have guilt about leaving. Yeah, I don't. Like a lot of people have guilt about leaving. You know, some people do because you know in in modern times, you know, people will stay out. It's so funny that we're talking about this because. You know, we were having a retirement celebration for a woman at work. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, retirement. Do I honestly think teachers of my age in this day and time are going to stay in a classroom? Like, you know what I'm saying? For 20-something years? No. Like, for 25 years, you're just going to stay a teacher and you retire from teaching? No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just... That's just the climate that this I thing think has they changed into. Because like, when we were in school, they had to me they had more freedom with discipline. They had more support around being uh, creative instead yeah, of just even that, do this, do though, this, do this, do this. With them, with with us being millennials, like it's so much more out there. Everybody so do wanna I want to just dip their hand in yes? Something. But so do people just want to sit? in one spot for 25 years that's a long time like i mm-hmm. still can't believe that i've been in this thing seven eight years i'm like dang what 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 like no what Mm-mm. like you know what I'm saying when you think about it so that's just it's a lot i don't know about seven eight years i think i can give them a good five though i, I think i'm not trying to leave the field of education like i just graduated last week with my specialist congratulations thank you and I mean, it's in education. It's in curriculum and teaching. So I don't think that I'm just going to keep running back to school, even though I am a professional student. I don't think that I'm going to just say, okay, yep, I taught five years. Time to get up out of here. I think I want to stay that in education. That was my goal. I just want to be on a higher end. Just like, and I, I hate to say this uh, slightly straight off topic, but just like that whole abortion bill, they have a lot of men making decisions mm-hmm. for women. That's the same thing with the Secretary of Education. She's never taught in a public school her kids never attended public school she's never attended public school but you are the person who's making all these rules for public school like I don't think that that's fair so I want to get to a point where yes I may not be necessarily in the classroom teaching these kids one-to-one but I want to be able to influence the people who do have those decisions to or have the rights to make those decisions for you know teachers and those kids because it's it's a lot of stuff that we don't get credit for that you are highlighting basketball players and lawyers and all these people but how are they reading these contracts if they didn't do a phonics lesson how are they um, figuring out ways to pronounce and come up with these but business I think plans? that's gonna be a constant struggle though it's gonna it's, always be a, gonna struggle. be a struggle because people just at the end of the day and I don't understand why people just don't respect teachers the way that they should. They just don't. They just don't. Excuse me, I almost sneezed. 
They just don't. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know what it's going to take for people to be like, wake up and realize, like, you know, without teachers, none of this stuff will be able to operate the way that it operates. They I don't still, know what even it's with the take. strikes on yeah. the West Coast, like they still are not. They're not going to do, and they're probably not going to do anything. Mm-mm. I mean, mm, that's another topic. So we're gonna wrap this thing up. I am about to sneeze. We don't, don't want that. We don't want to sneeze. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on, but we're gonna wrap this thing up. I, this is a, probably one of the longest episodes we're probably ever gonna have. Right. Um. Or whatever. But I don't really want to. You know, it was good. This one was a good one. So be sure to tag and share with your teacher friends. We'll be back blasting your ears and calming your nerves next week. Until then, stay illuminated. Stay illuminated. Bye.